0: Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big Max Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Just One Helmet, and X brand Goggles. You think I'd say that? You think I'd say that enough and remember it? But either way, nevertheless, <laughs> I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. That guy chuckling to himself is Doyle himself, Shane Doyle. What are you up to, brother?
1: What up? Just chilling, dude. Doing some podcasting stuff right here, like man. You what it's about.
0: Absolutely. Day and night uh, getting this stuff done uh, every single week. Seems like we're, we're on the phone together. Uh, breaking down Supercross and Detroit has uh, just come and go and uh, we're one day closer to you yourself attending the Supercross in St. Louis. Uh, first of all, your thoughts overall on uh, Detroit and how pumped are you to be heading out to Supercross in the only six days?
1: Dude, one word, gnarly. Track is... Uh Pretty technical. Uh, obviously, a lot of guys crashed. Um, I know there was quite a bit of kickers on the faces, from what I could tell. Uh, and other than that, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a good racing, you know. It was unfortunate that uh, Trey and Weimer got hurt, but it is, what it is, and it happened, the racing incident. So, all those people saying that Trey should not have a pro license, you're retarded, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. And this weekend, pretty pumped. Can't wait to be out there with the guys
0: and uh, having some fun. Absolutely. Totally agree. Looking forward to uh, hearing about all your festivities heading down to uh, St. Louis. But before we get too far into this, let's chat a little bit about that incident with Trey Kennard running into the back of uh, Jake Weimer as uh, a pretty technical rhythm section just happened to go awry for Weimer. And, uh, Trey's got nowhere else to go at that point. Uh, goes directly into the back of him. Uh, basically, Front wheel directly into uh, shoulder blades. For surprise, there's no uh, shoulder damage on uh, on Blake or on on
1: Weimer.
0: Weimer, but uh, (laughs) no, he is like badly broken upper arm. Uh, I saw some some X-rays today. uh, Basically, full like shattered that humerus. Uh, Very bad situation there. Uh, and then, um, and also some a, f- a facial contusion and a concussion, all in result of like you said a racing incident. Uh, these guys were charging towards the front. It's the first lap of the race, and uh, this this particular semi. And um, there's nothing Trey can do about this. It's it's this could happen to any rider, anytime. time. Uh, I just. Like, you've, you've probably had it yourself. You run into the back of somebody, either whether it yeah. be through a set of whoops, into a corner. It, it just happened to be in the worst possible spot for that possible moment, and yeah. uh, these things happen. So, um, I just I just hope the two of them make a full recovery, and, and uh, surprisingly, actually not so surprisingly, Trey Kennard seems to be in pretty good spirits, uh, ha- uh, even though he's uh, faced with some uh, yet, yet another comeback.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sure you saw on Instagram, uh, Ryan Dungey and Alder Baker brought him some coffee on the plane ride home. Yeah, so That was pretty cool. Good sportsmanship. And uh, like I was saying, I mean, it wasn't Trey's fault and it wasn't Weimer's fault. Weimer made a mistake and Trey was already committed to that jump and he couldn't, you can, I mean, you can't slow down in the air. So, uh, you know, he had no choice but to hit him. Honestly, it could have been worse, you know. Uh, there could have been, you know, broken necks, broken backs. Like, it could have been ten times worse. I think they both got away pretty, pretty decently. Uh, it's unfortunate they both hurt, but they're gonna get through it. You know, it's not like Trey hadn't had this happen before. He knows had to get through some stuff. This is probably one of the lesser injuries that he's had, anyway. And uh, as far as Weimer, it kind of sucks for him because you know he's trying to prove himself out there and all, but they'll get through it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that this isn't really going to affect Jake Weimer's ability to go get a ride next year. I wouldn't exactly say that the performances that he's had so far this season are that of, uh, like, if he can keep this up, he's definitely going to be back on a factory team next year. So uh, I think he's shown that um, he definitely deserves to have a position similar to where he's at next year, whether that be uh, something with Nick Way, again with Team Tedder, um, or something along those lines, I'd really like to see him come back and come back strong, and uh, if he's interested in that, I think he'll be successful with it. Um, Trey Kennard, like you said, this is actually one of the lesser uh, injuries that he's had. It's it's a cracked radius. Uh, I'm sure he, he knew it from the very get-go. Um, so, it like, there's going to be some recovery time, but uh, based on that injury, uh, and he's having surgery today, so, like, there's a good chance ability that we see him back at the a good, like, somewhere in the outdoors, uh, which I'd love to see.
1: Yeah, for sure, I think he can make it to the outdoors, I mean, uh, <clears throat> broken arms aren't extremely bad in our sport, you know, or in any sport, really, they heal up pretty quick, at least if his wasn't as bad as... Limers was. Limers was pretty bad from what it sounds like, but hopefully Trey will be back out there for some point in the outdoor series and hopefully we'll get to see him mix it up with those guys again.
0: No doubt, no doubt. But uh, let's chat a little bit about the track. Super technical, and when these guys have to push their bikes... To, to make all these obstacles. They pushed the track too. And what that ended up turning into was a lot of uh, kickers and uh, a lot of odd jump combinations that uh, was really hard to get consistent with. So uh, we saw some some rare mistakes from a few guys that yeah. um, that don't normally make them. And we saw some major mistakes from guys who are kind of quote-unquote crashers. Uh, like Weston Pike, known for be a little bit sketchy at times. He ended up on his head. Uh, Martin Davalos... Davalos himself and um yeah and of course Mitchell Oldenburg we love the guy but uh the guy had, had a hard time keeping it off the ground other than of course a season's best finish eighth place in the main event
1: yeah uh Oldenburg's had a had a rough go this year. It seemed like he's been crashing out at least once in every single race mm-hmm. uh as far as Weston I mean obviously he doesn't get hurt that much he's a big dude didn't take a hit but uh Man, he sent it on that jump. I don't even, I don't know what he was trying to do. He like he might as well have just jumped the whole entire berm at the end and landed on the other side of it. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> from what I from what it looked like, he, he came up short on I think he's you're supposed to go two three out. And I think he like he must have screwed something up where he went two two and then from the third one he just and just landed yeah. like the when you look at the picture, he full-blown just like jumps in there and just noses it down into the top of the land, or the, the that berm uh which I'm not too sure who cut the worst of that the Berm or Weston but either way it uh, it affected his night.
1: Yeah, he had a pen no one in and on. He just sent it
0: Absolutely. Not only that, but then, like, you have two small sets of whoops, and, and then uh, exiting that first set of whoops is a pretty gnarly-looking triple that uh, the 250 guys were having a hard time with. I'm not sure if you had any conversation with any of the 250 guys who had mentioned that uh, that jump was uh, pretty serious.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's been kind of the whole story this East Coast season with the 250 guys having a hard time clearing those triples, but uh, they didn't make it easy on them for sure, putting out a little whoop section before it. Yeah kind of dangerous when I mean, if you
0: get sideways you're, you're not going to be having a safe trip over that one for sure like uh, I don't know who, who it was that uh they showed on the broadcast just absolutely yard sailing himself um came, it was came practice, up wasn't it? was that was that practice that they sh- like, it was a, it
1: was a practice it was crash practice. it might have been
0: yeah and uh I'm just going to quickly look who this was. Uh, that was Adam Andy Winkler uh, coming yep. up short, eject over the top of the bars, and it looks like he got the foot peg in the back. Which uh, I'm sure I'm sure you know of any of the guys near the top level of the sport. Those foot pegs are razor sharp. So yeah. uh, and then to jump oh, back yeah. on the bike and have some more issues after that, uh, insult to injury. But uh, gutsy performance to continue on.
1: Yeah, uh, not fun getting cut by those foot pegs. They aren't the dullest things. They're pretty sharp, like razor sharp, pretty much. Uh, no doubt. So, yeah. I was going to
0: ask uh, you, you you yourself got a brand new bike, or you know, you've, you're you in the acquisition of a, a new bike recently. Uh, how's, it been, how's it been back riding a little bit?
1: Dude, it's been great. You know, going out with my, my friends and uh, getting back out there when I have time to. Uh, actually, I have it all taken apart in my garage right now, getting the grease linkages up and stuff. Uh, I've been meaning to do that I just haven't had time but other than that it's been awesome that new uh, Cali 250 manor
0: rips no complaints no complaints whatsoever and definitely no complaints from the Geico uh, Honda team Geico won one one on the the night Uh, both uh, they win a heat race as well I can't know they didn't uh, or Tomac didn't win the first heat race but he got
1: he did He
0: he, he led every single lap the whole night Uh, but Tomac let's talk a little bit about the 450s he gets a last laugh uh this weekend where uh he ended up passing Dungey late in the race last year or last week rather uh in Indy to uh, get his lap back and uh and salvage some points and then uh this weekend he goes out sets fastest track fastest lap time uh he's one of the first guys to bust out that that quad during practice uh, in that one rhythm section, and then uh, goes ahead and takes the victory. So, um, great night for for Eli Tomac. I like the number three was looking good.
1: Yeah, for sure he was looking good. Uh, I kind of expected Dungey to kind of play it the way he did, and, uh, <clears throat> I mean, there was no doubt Tomac was way faster than him that night, and, uh, you know, Dungy just, you know, he played his cards, right? He, he has a huge point lead at now, and obviously, Trey Canari's not going to be Catching up anytime, so he played his card right. You know he just needs to hang back and uh, keep getting podiums at least, and he'll be
0: fine for the rest of the season. Well, I'll I'll run this by you right quick. If if Tomac happens to have another one of his not so stellar weekends and uh, ends up either DNFing or not qualifying for the main for some reason next week, and Ryan Dungey wins, they can crown him the champion of, of the series starting really? now. Yeah, starting wow. starting at, from St. Louis, you would that's kind of earlier than Minnesota. That is that's pretty damn early. Um, I can't remember the last time something got wrapped up that soon. Maybe
1: RV won. I want to say it was like twenty thirteen in Houston, five rounds early, which is. That's, yeah. I, think, I want to say
0: that's the most recent one. Yeah, other than possibly uh, RC in two thousand and one yeah. when he went on that big streak, but. Yeah, this one's impressive, and uh, it, it's it's too bad that we're kind of uh, all three of our championships have kind of come down to uh, the leaders being able to just kind of or the, the points leaders anyway, just being able to coast this thing home. home. But uh, hopefully, we'll get some good racing and um, some some season best finishes, or at least some some great finishes. From you got your top three, uh, rounded out by Cole Seeley. Cole Seely, a guy who uh he's a he's a four hundred fifty rookie. He had a podium last year, but uh wasn't showing the best with two seventh or fourteenth place finishes starting out the year, and uh now he's been a house on fire for the last few weekends getting on the box, staying there, uh, and showing that he's at least uh the third best guy out there uh on a regular basis. Um thoughts on, on Mr yeah.
1: Sealy? Uh Cole you know, Cole's been uh He's a really good technical rider, and we just talked about how the track was pretty technical. Uh I'm sure everybody knows about his BMX background, so he's really smooth uh, on the bike and um, this track I think this track benefits him a lot. And he showed it up there, you know, he was he was booking it. He was uh, a <clears throat> he should have been kinda of closer to dungeon, I think. I think he has the speed to see be up there every weekend. But uh it's a bit unfortunate that he hasn't hasn't been able to do that every weekend just from uh, bad starts and whatnot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, seems to have really turn a page as far as speed goes. Love to see some more consistency from him, and uh, mentally that if he's able to uh, take on Dungey and and beat the guy, like the, we need more contenders every single year. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's great to see it. Um, quick. Quick uh, question about that peristyle, style uh, or at least the going up into the stands and coming back uh, I would have liked to see the more even like kind of jump up into that or uh, something else coming out of the bottom like it was a very kind of a small double that the guys had to yeah. slow themselves down for so to me that kind of uh, took a little bit of luster out of that feature like the guys kind of just went up the hill and came back down and there was no passing up there uh, so yeah um, should they continue doing something like that if they're going to design something as lame as uh, as what they put together on, in Detroit?
1: You know, I'm kind of surprised that Feld did that just because of how many seats they had to cover up and not sell tickets for. Yeah. I mean, that's not that all that great. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that cool. Like you said, they could have had like, a jump going into it. I mean... Pretty much, it's one line to there. Everybody's heading the inside lines, and no one's getting I'd like to see right a there. step
0: up, and like yeah, that'd be. Oh, that'd be I'd like big. to see
1: a, a jump
0: that kind of like goes about like halfway up that thing. Yeah. So, or like maybe like an option line, so that there's like a landing up there that if you like, you go crazy balls James Stewart style and jump up <laughs> on top. Or if you, like, you know what I mean? Like two different lines. Yeah, be or, like, that would be a great opportunity to put a split lane with like uh, basically a risk-reward style jump. That would be really cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be sick for sure.
0: All right. Now, the Speedy Reedy one and the other Kawasaki in the, in the, in the, in the, the group, round out your top five. Uh, Chad Reed and Davey Millsaps, uh, round out your top five. Which are you more impressed with? Uh, Reed that he's thirty three years old and like still relevant in the sport, top top four, or the fact that uh Millsap seems to have really turned around his fitness.
1: Honestly, Reed isn't surprising me too much, kinda of where I expected him to be all season. Honestly, I'm, I'm more surprised than Millsap because I really expected him to be up farther and you, you commented about his fitness there and I I think he's still slacking on his fitness. Uh, I mean, you saw the way he, he was up front, and he didn't get the main, and he just slowly, slowly, slowly fell back, farther and farther, <clears throat> all the way to the fifth. So, I mean, he, was running, he got a good start. He was running up front with Dungy, uh, the first lap, and then he just, like I said, just fell back. I and mean, he shouldn't be doing that. He's getting no steps. You know, he be half the season, uh, what, 2015?
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, he was, he was, he was included on that poster long before Chad Reed on that who's next thing. And yeah. if you haven't noticed, uh, they've actually dropped that hashtag from the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a intentional thing. or, uh, infor- But unfortunately, they have brought uh, Double D back into the broadcast on a regular basis, which I was uh, less than pumped to see. Just uh, not a huge fan of uh, of her broadcast style. But nevertheless, Why? just because she's bad at it. Bro,
1: I don't care what she is. I long not even get to look at her.
0: Well, I understand that. I mean, there's, there's, there's that side of things. I, I just feel like that. If some like for the, for what she does, you don't necessarily need to have a hot chick doing that. I don't really, like. I don't. I don't quite understand it. Um, but like, I don't like. I don't understand why Jenny Taft can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I guess well, Jenny like,
1: Taft can't do it because Adams too busy calling on her. Now, dude.
0: Sorry. Oh yeah, and, to like, to yeah. She's drizzly, talking yeah. to she's talking to Addy, um, <laughs> who who had some issues by the way. Ended up missing his semi, uh, or actually no, he almost missed the LCQ uh, due to uh, catching his radiator uh, shroud or rad shroud if you're Canadian um, on uh, on Weimer's bars as he went back past that uh, that the scene of the crime or scene of the accident, and uh, yeah, like it it, it ripped the uh, I guess it ripped some. Like at least the bolts out of the, the radiator and uh yeah, it's kind of uh kind of fucked his night.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even I don't even see when that happened but I heard about it and uh, actually his mechanics, one of my good friends that lives here in Texas, uh sort of close to me and uh, you know, and uh, the whole people, crew they really get on top of that kind of stuff when that happens, unfortunately and stuff like that. But obviously they got it fixed and uh he didn't get a good start on L C Q which kinda of put him in the back of the pack so. Hopefully this weekend he'll be back out there, you know. Maybe, maybe me be in there, will give him a little good luck. We'll see. No kidding! You got to get the the kid pumped up. I,
0: I, <laughs> I need like a uh, a Rocky style pregame speech. Get his head in the game, man. He needs that's, to that's uh, get work there. done. All right. So, so let's switch.
1: Head. Sorry. Sorry. What was that? I said, Weston, get some pumps up before the race.
0: <laughs> no joke. Well, Weston needs to uh, maybe needs to start focusing more on his own rhythm a little bit because, uh, yeah, like obviously uh, having some issues this last weekend. Uh, he needs to get his head in the game for sure. But nevertheless, all right, guys, all right, guys. All right, guys. it's, time for, it's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super-trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of amigos. For extreme kids like us. Racing man, but more than bikes, what big Jeff likes is a fan bowl. And they go to the brand, fat bowl. and they goes to the brand. Oh, power, brands for speed. Who that tastes, what a delicious treat. And they go to the brand, cereal bees, Cereal bees, and they goes to the brand. Cereal bees, and they goes to the brand. Cereal bees, and That's what I call feeling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. So what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borton has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204 204- Six three three, twenty seven twenty two. Let's switch to two fifties for a bit here. Uh, Justin Bogle first win of 2015, and I'm not too sure if he's celebrating or just a big sigh of relief because uh, he's he, he even he would probably admit that this summer or this winter rather has not gone to plan, and uh, it just feels good to be on top of the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been right behind kind of in Mooscan's in shadow for the majority of the uh, season here. The, you know, you could tell by the one foot whip that he threw over the finish line, and was pretty pumped about it, and his, uh, even in his heat race interview, after he won his heat race, you could tell how happy he was and how good he was feeling on the bike, and he went out there and proved it in the main, you know, he uh, checked off 15 solid laps and pulled it off, you know, and uh, that's a step in the right direction. We don't have too many rounds left, but hopefully he can hold off the scan and maybe get some points
0: back on him. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I know that it's not a big change, but, uh, the series itself is 10% shorter than it was last year, even though actually it's more like 12% shorter, goes from a nine round series to an eight round series. And we've only got two races left. And, uh, Marvin's got more than a, he's almost got a 40 point lead or something like that now, or it's, it's gotta be close. Uh, this for for the most part this series is for the is 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 done and um, does does that like having such a short series kind of um, does it affect the the the, ch- the race towards the finish you know what I mean like it seems like now more than ever if guys happen to have that one bad race uh, it's kind of done if the if the leader can stay consistent uh,
1: yeah I mean a lot of times it's more it's a little more closer but uh... Like Marvin's just been checking them all off, and he's had pretty damn good season this year, and Vogel hasn't had a bad season, I'm looking at it right now, he's only 12 points down, 13 points down, no, that's so, not too bad then. yeah, it's not too bad, you know, he, he could, I mean, you know, anything can happen, this game could go out there this weekend and wad up pretty good and not finish the race or whatever, and Vogel would have him right there, but, uh, yeah, for sure, the, the season being around shorter does affect it, and, yeah, you know, that that just means you got to put all your work in in one round shorter.
0: You know, that's fair enough. But uh, yeah, like anything, if if uh, if the series was only four rounds, it would like nothing would have stopped Marvin from taking uh, three of the first four main events. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, honestly, that's kind of where it was uh, settled right there. But uh, good to see uh, Bogle up front and Marvin Moose can to me this weekend. To me. Reminded me of uh, a 1991 series, of course. I think this is long before you were born. Uh, where uh, Jean-Michel Bale, uh, the 500 uh, would be what would be champion, uh, had a big lead going into the last uh, series or last couple of rounds, and. Basically, just kind of mailed it in. He like in the interview was kind of like, "Yeah, if I if I do well, then like you know, I'll try and go for the of win. But if I don't, then just kind of like nurse this thing home." And I'm seeing the exact same attitude from Marvin again. I feel like he's put in the work needed to win this series. He's now focused on an outdoor title. Like uh he might not start testing outdoors just yet, but uh not too far off I don't think. Um thinking he's probably um just confidently wanting to ease this thing hope and uh uh I, I expect him to do so. The guy's uh, averaging uh, over 23 points every single race out so far. So uh he, he has full right to feel happy about it.
1: Yeah, um <clears throat> I think this is really good confidence for him heading into outdoors because I mean we've seen the guy ride outdoors. He's a killer, and uh, I mean we've seen him ride GPs too. He's he's just a a dominant rider all around, and I think he's he's had struggles with supercross before, and I think he <laughs> I think he's finally uh kind of capitalized on that and uh, this way he needs to boost his confidence. I mean I mean Amber to his points right now. He got 25, 22, 25, 25, 25, 22. So I mean,
0: doesn't get much better at first. No, sir, and uh, he's, he's he's looking confident, and to me, yeah, like we talked about before, he's an older guy. He's in his mind, like he's been beating all these guys before. He's uh he should have won a championship uh, over Will Hahn that one year because I believe yeah. he got like a. Uh, he had one race that was was particularly bad um in that one year didn't lose by much and then uh, had a couple of years off because of injuries but before that he was a world champion he was coming into the uh from America the exact same scenario as uh Oxen. and I think they are about the same age so um yeah like the, he's 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 poised and i think he's he's in the position to uh just take it in my opinion he kind of feels like uh, same way James Stewart did in '04 when he stayed that extra year and he's just, he's more of a man than these guys. He's faster. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for it's sure. shown his results. But uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, they get themselves in the podium, I believe, for the first time in the series. And uh, the Mitch savage. Payton, although it's only a third, has to be feeling somewhat happy uh, with uh, the podium performance from Sabachi.
1: Yeah, uh, Mitch was actually out at the NASCAR race. So they could, he wasn't even there, so uh, I'm sure he was pretty pumped oh, on... Second place. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he was pretty pumped on Joey's uh, third place, you know. And I'm sure Joey was pretty pumped on it too, you know. He's been having a, he's had some up and downs this season, and <clears throat> it's good to end it on a, uh, on a high note, at least going into the, the break. So, you know, I think, I think he's got what it takes to, to win a race. He just kind of needs to pull it all together. It seems like he has the fitness. I think he's been training, you know, Karl or He's been riding down there at least. Uh, you know, his, his starts were pretty good. So I think everything's starting to fall in place for Jerry Savachi as well.
0: Yeah, Sav- uh he's, he's a real deal, man. Uh, like... Um... Adam Scincarillo kind of foreshadowed before the season started that uh, to watch out for the, for uh, Versace for and, uh, Versace and Savachi uh, for Versace and yeah the kid's been showing it um, a little bit of bad luck in the middle of the series and uh, he's he had I believe it was a was it a hand or a foot that he was having some uh, in-
1: hand I think
0: hand what? injury and anyone who's ridden with hand injuries you got to hold on. Uh, they're sensitive and yeah, it's not fun. But uh he's 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 shown well so far and he's been basically flying the PC flag, so uh good to see it.
1: Yep. Well when is Tonus coming back? Like? Do you
0: know? I'm not entirely sure. That is a blood sugar thing, and uh he like he might be diabetic, we don't know. Uh blood tests, blood work needed to be done. Uh sure. so whenever, whenever he can get that Totally ironed out, then then we'll, I'm sure you'll see him back. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they just hold him out for the rest of the Supercross and bring him outdoors because yeah. that's probably yeah, where probably he uh, he excels better anyway. But uh, yeah. one of the other guys who excels best outdoors uh, happens to be uh, Jeremy Martin. Uh, J-Mart, the number six machine, although, uh, missing the main completely last race. And, uh, I don't even want to get into, uh, how embarrassed he might've been over that sort of thing. Um, just, just a bad, just a, a, a so, so weekend for him. I believe he belongs somewhere in the top three and, uh, I'm not sure what it was, and I don't think this was a track that particularly favors Jeremy Martin. But uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but um, watch his front end when he enters any whoop section. I don't care. I, I, I kind of went back and watched a couple of the other rounds. He has a tendency to drop the front end. Yeah, um, he'll I'm he'll not too sure if that's because he's small or what is that like? The, it's contributing to it, but. Uh, three or four whoops in he likes to drop that in the front end pretty early i like it's obviously not something he's doing intentionally but uh, it just seems to be part of how he gets into the whoops
1: yeah it seems like whenever there's a rutted track or like huge whoops which he kind of has been lately uh the short guys like him Dakotas, and uh who else is shorter but uh they they have a hard time there and they kind of tend to drop the front end pretty quick because they just can't uh they don't have the leverage on the bike like someone like, let's say, Wilson or
0: a taller person will, you know? Uh, 100%. Actually, another guy who uh, didn't have the uh, uh, Detroit to, to write home about, Jimmy D, the Ripper, yeah. um, just looked a little bit off all day long. I wouldn't say that he, he really struggled, per se, but just uh, not able to capture the exact same uh, results as uh, he had uh, two sixes in a row. And uh, just didn't seem to be as much on point. Not too sure what contributes to that. But um, yeah, it could be just shorter guy and a track that really de- demanded a lot of the bike and body. So uh, yeah, but uh, I want to talk about the guy who rounded out the top five. And I don't want to touch on him too much because anyone who ends up 30 seconds behind the field or <laughs> behind the leader and still ends up in the top five, uh, I'm not too... Like, uh, the top five is amazing, but uh, nevertheless... Uh, Thirty seconds A-Rod. off the pace, a rod, um, Anthony Rodriguez, the sixty-two machine, got dropped like a bad habit this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard not to fall that far back from those guys. I mean you got Martin, Smajy, Muskan, and Bobo, like right in, in front of them. You know, I and mean, it's kind of expected they're going to check out from them. But uh, it's it's cool to see Rodriguez up there. You know, he he was an up and coming amateur. Uh, he was really good at amateurs. So, I mean, I, I kind of expect him to be up there. It's taken him a little while to get up there. Um, I know his first year was pretty rough. I think he got honestly he got hurt like the first second round last year, and so it's good to see him up there in top five.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. Obviously, uh, better than his previous results, but um, yeah, I, I I would hope that um, that he'd stay a little bit more on the pace. But like you said. No shame in, uh, in in dropping time to those guys, uh, Bogle, Musquin, Muskan, uh, Savachi Martin. Those are kind of like, other than the top guys on the other side of the field, Those are the, that's the cream of the crop, so uh, no yeah. shame in, in losing some time to those guys. Uh, last two guys that I wanted to talk about on this particular evening was, uh, we talked a little about Oldenburg, but um, also... Uh, Adam Gully, uh, first time a Gully brother has uh, made it into the main event. Uh, I believe Adam is the faster of the two guys. Um, yeah, he runs uh, a Shades of Grey custom helmet painted lid, and, uh, yeah, we had a, a, a Gully brother in the in the, the main event. What would you think?
1: Dude, the Gully brothers don't play around, bro. Like, at, at Dallas Supercross and Trackwalk, I've seen them walking around, and both of them were already all geared up, like straight up had their neck braces on. They're, I'm pretty sure they have their helmets on, too, like walking the track straight up. Like, they don't play around, dude. I'm, just, I'm pumped them to get into the uh, get into the main
0: there. 100%. No, I was extremely surprised, and uh, it was funny to hear that. Like, are you talking, like, boots done up, Yeah, dude, jersey up, tucked? Like, ready like, to ride. <laughs> ready like, to ride. Do you think that they maybe, like, even, like, back at the truck, their helmet already has the goggles on it with tear-offs on, you think? Or? Oh,
1: yeah, dude, for sure.
0: I wonder if that's how they play mad skills, too.
1: Probably, I mean, that's the only way to do it. You just got to be ready. You got you to gotta feel like you're in the game. Like, like, when I was walking the track with Adam in Dallas, he was, like, he was making dirt bike sounds as he went over the stuff. Like, I mean, you got you to gotta get your head in the game to, to Adam be in the game, so- you know?
0: Adam was making noises, or... Adam Heddington.
1: Hedding.
0: Well, yeah, Adam, Adam Heddington <laughs> probably makes uh, makes motorcycle noises, dirt bike noises, when he's doing his girlfriend. So, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He's just like... Hammering through this one. <laughs> Speaking of um, Mad Skills Moracross... Uh, ridiculous uh the last couple of tracks like uh do you play i've never actually I, I i have the option to play against certain people i try and uh take down a few riders here and there not surprised yeah. nice to see some of the it's funny to actually notice a lot of the guys in the back of the pack on saturday happen to be at the front of the pack on mad skills oh yeah
1: well because like you'll notice a lot of the guys that aren't making the main just in the fans by mad skills dude. you gotta you gotta get up top somehow
0: Exactly, you know, like I, I, I see Matt Lemoyne on the top of my leaderboard like nonstop. I know Nick Schmidt is up there, Milestone <laughs> Assassin, like, like
1: Teddy Parks.
0: <laughs> Ted, Teddy Parks is in there. Uh, I don't know where you're. Yeah, at. dude, Atlas Teddy's Brace. On top. Atlas Brace is crazy, stupid fast. They have a twenty uh, a half second lead uh, on the fluke right now, and uh, Adamentic Nap right now has one tenth to make up on. Uh, On Nick Schmidt, the same gap that they were behind each other this weekend, like literally, the guys (laughs) have the exact same speed on the track and on mad skills. I gotta talk to those guys about that. Ben Lemay, uh, Brock Tickle surprisingly plays this game a lot. He's 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 in there with a fast time. Uh, The Noof, I'm sure you're uh, you're unfamiliar with him, but JT JT Money uh, and actually surprisingly fast in this game is Vicky Golden.
1: Oh uh, really? Does she qualify for the stuff on there?
0: Yeah, dude, she qualifies and she's <laughs> top fifteen. She's top fifteen, bro.
1: She's faster
0: than Tom Parsons, uh uh McElrath. She's even faster than uh than Jessica Patterson, and of course she's faster than me.
1: Oh, dude. She probably didn't mean to herself so, so bad. It's alright.
0: It is what it is, man. Well, um, that is it. That's your Detroit Supercross wrap-up. Uh, I'm sending you to, uh, to St. Louis this weekend. And as much as I'm sending you, you're going on your own dime, and I'm not paying you to do so. Um, but I uh, wish you all the best of luck. I hope you get uh, some post-race interviews from Ted E. Parks, sure. um, Adam Entiknapp, uh, I'm oh, I f- correct.
1: Last show, I said uh, that he was going to race at the Indy, and unfortunately, they got <clears throat> we got pretty rained out here, so he wasn't he wasn't able to ride or anything in practice. So this weekend will be Teddy's first race back.
0: Well, then I need a post race and a pre race interview with, with Teddy. Uh, Dude, I will you can send me up. all that stuff on uh, on the Google Drive, and uh, but uh, no one actually wants to listen to this part of the interview, so we'll cut it off right there. night buddy sounds good thank you for listening to the Big MX podcast brought to you by X-Brand Goggles be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content